0: this is your host, Huge Pop from the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. How are you guys doing tonight? Tonight, I am blessed to have a young man that's debuted in June 24th, started training in March. He says he's the fastest person through the training center where he came from. His finishing move is the Ripcord Spear, who he actually created that move as himself. He runs a nutrition shop. He's a former top-ranked mixed martial arts superstar in the Midwest. His name is the Ring name is the apex top of the food chain welcome to the show matt stoffel the apex hope thank i got you. that name right
1: oh yeah said it perfectly
0: thank you awesome man awesome so how are you doing tonight man
1: just living life man how about yourself living a dream bro i can tell you that <laughs> well Talk i appreciate you rest. having me on hey
0: i appreciate you coming on i uh hey, we got a fan already popping in now uh, you'll know this lady
1: gina <laughs> gina gina Hey, I call, how you doing?
0: The, I call her the
1: biggest Illinois wrestling fan ever. That, that might seen. be the truest thing I've heard all day.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm just saying she's not, she, thank you, Gina, for coming on. She's a big supporter. She's a supporter of Johnny Cass, um, sin, all those boys up in the Illinois area. So they're Illinois yeah. territory. So I'm sure you've seen her around. Um, so yeah, thanks for shopping on this um, podcast, Gina, look, appreciate you um Apex thank, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule and um coming on here so so let's get right to it man so are you were you just like every other young person watching TV and you're like man there's wrestling so can you walk us through the journey of as a kid as a fan
1: so i actually thought about this recently too and i can't pinpoint the exact moment that i became a wrestling fan but i do remember sting and hulk hogan headlining some pay-per-views at wcw yeah. and then next thing you know i'm watching nitro every week i'm watching thunder honestly i didn't even get to watch wwf till probably the attitude Era was in full go okay. um is something my parents didn't let me do until the merger happened it was weird but i knew <laughs> everybody um i i was i get to stay up late just to watch the goldberg matches um uh, be honest that was kind of one of the biggest eye catchers i know that's kind of like a hot button for most people in this business uh but at the time as a kid i, I was the audience that that man was going for and uh I, I, the aura around him at the time was uh definitely drew me in um and uh you know it Maybe was me, just, Mom, dad. cool. <laughs> hello
0: everybody my, yeah my dad just popped in um gina's in the house uh, yeah that's a at that, the Attitude oh not yet. Yeah, Attitude era was a good era to come into. But uh
1: WCW, man, that was just some good Late stuff. Late nineties, uh, WCW was yeah. some of the best wrestling I think I've ever yeah. seen.
0: My favorite part of it, of course this is gonna be cliche or whatever, is um NWO. I love Scott, oh. Willard, Kevin
1: Nash, Sting from the Rafters, Hogan. Now, fun story when I got into that. Okay. I never knew Hogan was a good guy no oh, some of people i had to go down history my dad to show me what hogan was before that because when i oh, started yeah. watching wrestling he was already the black and white hollywood hogan. okay no so so- i started
0: watching wrestling it's saturday night nights. Like, saturday night's main event with hogan um against king kong bundy andre the giant lex luger matter of fact Ooh, that 20- luger that was a good one Sid Vicious, man, I remember Sid? Sid that Sid dude Vicious. was crazy. Uh, I'll tell you a story. With my uh, my dad's on the my dad's on the um, podcast, so I'm gonna tell the story. And you know, I'm it's an old story. He might not remember this one, but um, my brother, who's 12 years younger than me, um, snuck into my room on a Saturday night's main event. My dad and mom said he can't he can't watch that. You know, and I'm like, man, come on, come on, you know. And we watched it, and of course, you know, I remember Sid Vicious? He goes, ooh, what's that smell? I smell the power bomb. Right? So we're trying to be quiet and stuff, and he's not—he's supposed to not be in my room, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I picked him up, put him on my shoulders, and I gave him the power bomb. The thing wow. is, he didn't—he didn't keep straight. He kicked his feet up. Oh. Okay. Took out the. Jesus. Took out the light shape, the um light fixture that was hitting the ceiling, busted it all over. It made a loud noise. Guess who shows up at my door? That my dad. <laughs> Guess who got his butt chewed? Me. Yeah. And we went on from there.
1: So that's the I mean, story I have with the most I've ever done is pedigreed my brother. Okay. And uh oh. I forgot to let go of his arms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh he ate the ground pretty hard. There you go.
0: <laughs> so would you say your favorite promotion, even when you so when you started watching The Attitude Era, would you say your favorite promotion was still WCW or or was it WWF after you got to watch it?
1: my so since goldberg was my favorite guy it was still wcw um and then when the merger happened of course that was when i really started watching the wwf more when they were they were that and um they uh and that's when i started really knowing the rock you know i met the rock in 98 i met vader okay. i met triple h i met Shawn michaels i got to meet all these guys super nice dudes uh except vader i don't i'm not gonna incorporate in there uh think he passed away right uh, rest so. rest in peace to him but uh not a not a very fan-friendly guy uh yeah. it, it, some guys in the business it's just how it happens right, um uh, right. but uh i did love that time of the era the merging of two ideals uh coming together and they, i mean they were getting to that point where it was not as bad i mean we all saw sable's swimsuit in that competition that was probably one of the reasons why i was not allowed uh to watch wwf at the time but All Uh, my buddies were watching Austin. I'm watching Goldberg. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, I'll take it though. It was still a fun time to watch. I mean, some of those guys that sting going in, and then when they kept going back and forth, uh, you know, you start watching the other industry business and you disappear for a little while. And now you got Chris Benoit and Jericho on WWF. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. weren't those guys in WCW and not even thinking at the time, how the, how the business worked, um, so yeah, just watching them across. Uh I still think to me though, WCW was still my favorite product growing up.
0: Then this question should not shouldn't be that hard for you. Okay. It's a tricky question. Don't think too hard about it. But okay. Who is the greatest WCW champion ever?
1: <sighs> you know, the part of me would want to say Goldberg, but he wasn't. He he just wasn't. He was exactly what I wanted him to be uh as a hero but just wasn't there hogan would be an easy answer to be honest i'm still i'm going with sting uh david arquette oh god (laughs) i mean it was so so out of there with that one Reddit rumble still one of my all-time favorite movies of all time uh we quote that at the training center all the time i'm not i will tell you that uh at one of my battle royals Uh, one of the guys that loved the business so much. Uh, I actually, when I speared him in the ring, I told him his five minutes was up to piss off. (laughs) So, and then I kicked him out of the ring. So that was funny. Well,
0: I just, you know, I thought you, since you were a WCW guy, David, you were going to go,
1: yeah, no, I'm going down the list on there. And I'm not new. I just want to say
0: thank you to Apex for inviting me to my first SC, SCW Wrestling Show, yes.
1: Yes, Gina got to go, and uh, we were happy to have her there. It was great having a fan like that, and she made some new connections. And we're happy to have her there, part of the SCW family. Longtime
0: friend of mine, growing up, um, Paul Wolfran, He says Hogan's his favorite WCW guy. Thanks for Hi, coming man. on the show, Paul. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful family. I got the chance to talk to his son, who is a minor league pitcher for the Texas Rangers. So, that ooh, was a good, that's favorite. a good one. That was like, last Friday. That was a good show. So, if anyone okay back and watch that that was great stuff
1: i mean does he does he get a ring because then they win this year right no he didn't
0: because the miners don't they don't give the ring to them just give
1: something to the miners just because you're in all right I know, right (laughs) so now we're going
0: through the you're a fan and stuff like that who inspired you to become the professional
1: wrestler um it, that definitely was a mixture of like Goldberg stings, seeing how he was. Goldberg was my biggest. And I and it's just because of how he interact with the fans. When I heard him talk and how he'd stay after he'd be there for the fans, kids were his thing. I literally looked at my parents as a kid and I was like, I want to do that. I want kids to look at me the way I look at him uh, and, and other inspirations outside of that. Uh, one of the big things that I don't know who if I am, uh, who I am today without Jason David Frank. Um, I don't know if you're friends with Power Rangers, way, right? He rest in peace. Yeah. The Green Ranger was the one that put me into martial arts in general and get me the idea and looking into anything combat related, anything physical. Um, and he really inspired me to do that. Hearing how Goldberg was to his fans and his people, seeing the work ethic of Sting, going down through the history. Um, I, I, I knew that's something I wanted to be. And I was made fun of a lot talking about it growing up. Uh, while most kids were in there, you know, like, I want to be a firefighter, I want to be an astronaut and everything, I looked every one of my teachers dead in the face that I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Nice. And uh, it took me a little longer to get here, uh, but the journey is what made me who I am. And I think that's why I am uh, getting through this so quickly and rising through these the ranks, uh, especially in the Midwest area for the Indies. So now MMA must have came first then. MMA came first purely by accident. While I was in martial arts growing up, I could not find a wrestling place. I could not find a school. I didn't know of any. I didn't know anybody really in the business at the time. I met some people a few years later uh, in like Billy Whack. Uh, He invited me to his school uh, when he was getting that started. And I had just started taking off in MMA. And I told him, I was like, look, man, you know, it's a big thing for me. It's a dream um i think i'm gonna go with this mma route now and see where this goes uh because i was gonna wrestle in college uh i found an mma gym because those were like everywhere every corner had one and you know fast forward uh 15 years after i got started in all this um i find out that there's literally were schools in my backyard for training wrestling, so wow. kind of wish I had known that and got to start this a little sooner. But uh, that definitely, uh, it's time. It's uh, life's about timing, and I think we're at the right spot.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your um, MMA career. Um, then we'll get into your uh, uh, wrestling career. Um, is this training routine any different as an MMA fighter than as a professional wrestler? So, can you walk us through what the differences are in your routine of that?
1: Yeah. So, um, and I know some wrestlers probably gonna be upset about this, but honestly, the training nowadays, uh, I don't know how it was way back when, uh, this wrestle pro wrestling training to me, while it is intense, it does hurt. There's a lot of cardio. There's a lot to learn. Uh, the MMA training is on another level. And I think that's why I'm able to get through this a little easier than some buddy just walking in off the street that says, Hey, I'm an athlete the mma stuff we're learning something different every night i trained up at the midwest training center in Schaumburg, illinois these guys dominate the midwest region we got guys going up to the ufc all the time we got guys getting bellator this is the place if you're trying to learn how to fight uh clay guida was the one that got me to go there uh my grandma stumbled upon that place uh 17 years ago and boom there we go but on each night's categorized. We have multiple classes. You can take multiple classes. You're there two, three hours, maybe even four, doing different styles, doing your jiu-jitsu, working on your stand-up. When you get to the MMA side of it and can, uh, compete, uh, you know, Monday night was wrestling for us. It's an hour and a half of just straight Amateur-style wrestling, beating each other down. Tuesday night, we sparred for two hours. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, we did jiu rolling for for two, uh, two hours, whether it's ground and pound or just a jiu-jitsu. Thursday, again, sparring with takedowns. Friday night is kind of like an open night, and Saturday morning was pure MMA training. Uh, full MMA rounds, you're practicing with little gloves. You're punching your takedowns, your submissions. Everything's wrapped in. This is the day to practice the fight. Sunday's are the only days off. So I was training six days a week for two to three hours. And that's not including weights. That's nothing. That's just the MMA stuff. And when you got, when I got to pro wrestling, it's two days a week. Remember this is these people, everyone's got jobs. Everyone's got lives. Uh, We're trying to get better. Uh, I would, I could train every day if I could. Um, If I had that ability, I had access to a ring every day. I'd be in. it. Don't worry about the bumping, just trying to get going. Um, And it was you see a lot of standing around there's a lot of take turns in pro wrestling mm-hmm. in the mma gyms you're non-stop for those two hours because you have to make it through a 25 minute match of another human being with the same training the same ideas trying to execute their strategy right. um i always was a skinny dude i looked skinny i was strong but i looked skinny and i told people all the time like I'm not here to lift weights. I'm not here to move a plate that can't move back. Come and find me when I when you learn how to move a human being who is giving that different resistance. Not just a 145 pound bar giving you resistance. It's a 145 pound bar pushing 145 on you when you're the one going doing the same thing. So the training is just it's a lot more intense, but it got me into a spot where I'm able to finally. Uh, come into pro wrestling and realize okay i know my body language way more than i would have just walking in off the street and i think that does help a lot is learning what your body does learning mechanics that i wouldn't have learned outside of it wow that's awesome man
0: thanks for that that's, that difference thanks for showing the difference in there um, so in your mma fighting stuff can you make describe to us your most memorable victory and who it might
1: who who it was against and what it meant to you Um, all right. I might get emotional on this one. Um, just heads up. Um, so I'm gonna give you a little backstory here first. Uh, My daughter is five years old. So five and a half years ago, I was in my car and my car was hit by a semi truck. Um, car damaged. I was up able to walk that day. Um, next day clicked in on me. I had vertebrae out of position. Uh, I was in a lot of pain, and uh, I was told that um, even with physical therapy, that I needed to retire from MMA, from retire from all sports, that I would never be the same again. Um, I worked my ass off for over a year through physical therapy, got back to my gym, and uh, I immediately started showing signs that we were, we were back into business. I trained for almost an entire calendar year. And I finally, uh, I got a fight uh, last, it was supposed to be last December, uh 20, 2022. And uh, I actually, the opponent, I broke my finger six weeks before the match. Oh. And uh, he, the, uh, I, I tealed up in four, surprisingly, I was ready to go in four and I was still ready for the match. My opponent packs out. I'm like okay that sucks move the date still no opponent we got somebody for actually this past february 2023 mm-hmm. and this kid came down from minnesota he's up and comer um and uh he he agreed to fight he's fought some of my age before he's beaten a guy my age i was in my 30s let's get everyone's telling me to wrap it up um almost had him in the first minute 30 seconds okay. and he came back and we wound up going all three rounds uh i got to win that fight uh via unanimous decision and the surreal moment of never thinking i would make it back i have been trying comebacks for years i had been out of the cage for seven years due to personal reasons and just starting my family getting things rolling and to hear my name get called again um and so many people coming up to me afterward great fight man this is awesome let's get rolling um uh, it was just it. It was just a very uh, hard moment, a uh, very deep moment uh, when you know you don't think you're ever going to make it back there again. So that was a very very big match. It's bigger than any title opportunity I've ever had, uh, just because I just no one thought I was going to do it again. Uh, right, right. Wow. So. Congratulations, man. Um, Thank you. That's
0: a journey <laughs> that emotional journey. Um, wow, that's a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you know. I'm just going to ask, I, I know the answer to this question, I believe, but I just want to ask them, for the fans, MMA versus wrestling. Obviously, wrestling is predetermined. MMA is not.
1: Correct. So, <laughs> by far, none, right? I, I wish it was predetermined. I wish that me and him could talk a little bit, be like, I'm going to beat you tonight. Uh, But in reality, that's not a fact. We're not talking about it. just... That's what I'm planning on doing, and that's what he's planning on doing. So, yeah, definitely no predeterminedness uh, in there, I wish. (laughs) So
0: what about the showdowns that you see at Bellator, you see up at UFC between those guys? Is that real legit shit against
1: each other? they really hate each other that much? They hate each other leading up to the fight. Uh, I I did not like one opponent I had until after we were done. Uh, You got to have that animosity and that thing where you're not buddy-buddy. You're going out there to hurt each other. Someone can get hurt. Someone can die. Um, but afterward, you have the, the warrior spirit, man. Like, you two just went to war together. Uh, there's no reason for hostility. Unless something happened to you guys or something was illegally done, it was all blatant. I, I've had a beer with every guy I fought afterward. Um, I had to fight an ex-teammate. And that was a tough one for me to do because I'm like, dude, he knows me. <laughs> I know him. Like, this is going to be tough. And unfortunately I lost that one via split decision uh, many years ago. And uh, I'll tell you right now, that's still the most controversial loss I have. Um, huh? I don't think anyone thinks I lost that fight. And I still this day I'll show a referee that I don't know that judges fights and goes, how did you not win this fight? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, but yeah, there is, there's no talking. We are mad at each other. We're trying to hurt each other. And as long as nobody takes it too far, at the end of the show, we will shake hands. We'll have a beer. We'll enjoy our, uh, the time together because we just went to war. I still talk to every opponent uh, that I've had, and it's been 17 years. So,
0: Do you ever rub elbows with the UFC guys like Conor McGregor or anybody like that? Do you ever get a chance to be at those? Yeah.
1: I do. I, I bump into these guys all the time. Uh, back when Quentin Rampage Jackson was a huge deal, he he used to come to the gym and train. Uh, I trained regularly with Clay Guida. Uh, you know, I've met Uriah Faber during his prime. Um, unlike most others, though, these guys are just other fighters to me. Like I don't get the ah, the starstruckness. Um, it, it's awesome what they do, but in my head, I'm a worker too. Uh, I, I take the same thing in wrestling. I I respect the veterans that have been there, but at the end of the day, I'm doing this as well. Uh, I show respect and I show respect that I want respect. Uh, And a lot of times I'm understanding that I'm the new guy. I got to go out there and prove it. I have no problem proving why I deserve the respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So
0: now is there still hope that you could ever have another MMA fight?
1: I have not officially retired just yet. Um. I am considered semi-retired, to be honest, as I started this wrestling journey, I did not know how it was going to go, I didn't know if I was actually going to fully love it the way I do, I didn't know if I was going to walk away after one or two tries, um, I, it's just, it's blown up more than I thought, and I should be actually getting ready for a fight sometime now, I was planning on being back in the MMA world now, and, uh, with things going the way they are, it's very difficult to do both. Um, And I don't want to interfere with the direction I'm going in the professional wrestling world, but I can promise there will be an actual retirement match. Uh, Everyone thought the February one was going to be it. Uh, If I lost, I probably would have done it, Uh, but I do want to be able to go in the cage one more time as a warrior, put my gloves in the ring, and tell everybody thank you. Uh, for all the amazing years of doing this, because this that sport really changed my life, uh, and it put me on a direction that I I I needed to be uh, for myself and for the family.
0: So, if you had one guy that you wanted to fight, one guy so that's your last match to put those gloves in
1: that ring, who would that guy be? Uh, I mean, if if I'm even to take the loss, yeah. I would love to fight Conor McGregor. I think the way he fights, my style matches with him to where I can at least make it competitive enough. And the, plus, the amount of money you're going to get just to taste Conor McGregor, right. I gladly would lose as fast as we need to to get this done. But <laughs> at the same time, I really think my styles match because I'm not a traditional wrestler. I'm not a traditional striker. He is. I'm very good at defense and I'm very good at breaking up traditional striking because I don't know how to back up. Um, when I was always fighting, people hated it. I'm the guy you hit and he's still walking towards you. And you're like, what do I do next? Cause he's not stopping. Like he's literally like a Terminator walking at me while I'm punching him in the face. and I just don't care. (laughs) That's the strategy I developed. And it works. Awesome. (laughs) awesome.
0: Um, so one last question about the MMA. Um, what is your thoughts on, uh, I'm going to get this one wrong, but, um, on Jake Paul, and him fighting, <laughs> I mean, I've been right. fighting
1: boxers that aren't
0: boxers and whatever, whatever, whatever. Is I'm that glad- okay
1: for the business or is that well, not? I'm glad to be on a a platform as yours to be able to finally say this. Fine. Shoot. Because I say that's this what, all the time. That's
0: what we are. That's what we
1: are. I, I think Jake Paul is an absolute joke. Um, I respect him as a boxer more than his brother Logan. I think Logan is an absolute joke at boxing, and I'm glad he retired. That man does not need to be in the boxing ring. To think that he actually hurt Floyd Mayweather on a slip roll is amazing to me. And I don't know what kind of striking this man is doing, but good. Go be in professional wrestling where you've kind of learned a lot. You've done amazing things. But you're only in WWE right now, not just because you're athleticism, but because you have a major brand. You have one of the largest followings in the world. And that's all they're going after. They were going after his following. Does it take away from any athleticism in the ring for him? Absolutely not. I think that he is phenomenal in the ring, but I think the only reason he's there is because of his following. Otherwise, he would have to go through the channels like everyone else. His brother, Jake. His at least trying to box. The man is learning the skill set. The man needs, though, to learn his place. And I, I'm calling him a man. I know I'm older than him, too. I can call him a boy if I want to. But he needs to learn the fact that he is fighting non-boxer MMA fighters, retired, guys that don't know how to properly stand up. The two boxers he fought with, the one actually he fought Fury, and KSI had to fall fell to him as well. They are fighting a real boxer that knows how to play the boxing game. It's a different style of stand-up boxing. MMA boxing is totally different than uh, than boxing boxing. And I learned that the hard way when going against a boxer and I keep my guard up waiting for him to come at me. And next, you know, he's behind me. And I'm like, what just happened? I was just blocking. It is a totally different game. I need him to fight more boxers before I can truly respect him as a fighter. He has the potential, and I need him to get in his lane because he is calling out Connor. Connor is one of the few MMA guys that can transition to boxing and look good. Silva's another. Uh, he looked really good, but he's old. He's older. He looked good. Um, but this he's calling out Canelo. And I am just, my mind is blown. I think I could stand up to Canelo. Bro, I, I've been doing this longer than you. I can't even last around with Canelo. Canelo's going to knock me out in the first five minutes of this whole thing. Like, what are you doing? So I need him to check himself. I know he's getting views. I know this is why he's doing all this stuff. I'm not about views. I'm not about clicks. I want. I just want you to be real. And I stop stop being this fake dude. Just you should realize, get in your lane. You're doing well. But actually, box boxers, please. Yeah. Simple as that. As far as Logan goes, you're right. My – Butts in seats, man. What sells. That, that's it. Where was he at Survivor Series? Yeah, right. I didn't see the U.S. title online. No,
0: no. And, I, you know, you talk about uh, um, fake. You talk about, that brings me, you know, I just randomly just thought of this. You know, one of my biggest problems with people on TikTok, for instance, all these creators, all these wrestling creators. I said this this afternoon on the podcast. I'll say it again. Everybody knew Randy Orton was coming back. 100%. If you didn't know it, you're dumb. God, he
1: looked good last night, too. Yes, he did. Everybody did,
0: Everybody should have known that CM Punk was going to be back.
1: Hell, we're in, we're in Chicago. I literally told people that. They're like, oh, there's this much of a chance. Right. I was watching everyone comment. There's like, this is a chance that he's in Chicago. I'm like, there's a 1,000% chance in Chicago because right. he lives here. Right so he could just you, drive to the stadium
0: when you have guys that are and i probably catch all kinds of heat for this i don't oh care no. this is what i do i let's do I, it i i'm i'm i've set my we set ourselves apart from them for this reason and somebody said this on tiktok the best you know who's gonna be there you knew it there's so many dirt sheets out there but to 100%. give me this
1: oh my god Oh uh, yeah, they're just acting like come they didn't on know man. on yeah, there. Come on, you know I'm like, you there? know what? It's crazy. I have not had a legit surprise, and now you having done this longer than me, um, I had not had a legit surprise since The Rock returning after seven years being announced as the guest for WrestleMania. That was the last time before the internet really sucked me in, and I knew every time someone was coming back, and there was no more surprising. But that night, still to me, is one of the largest pops in all of wrestling because nobody knew. I don't think. I don't think anybody saw that coming that night. He had just been gone for so long.
0: Right. I have, I pop big. I'm a, I'm a sting guy, so I pop big. Oh, when that he, one, yeah. When he showed up in WWE <laughs> ring, and there's Seth Rollins going, "Oh shit."
1: I just wasn't expecting that. Like, no, oh my and
0: god! No, no, um, <laughs> Surviv- SummerSlam, or I think it was SummerSlam when Bailey came out with uh, and had damage control. When that- oh, oh, when they
1: came, came back out uh, last. That oh my was gosh, cool. that was cool. uh, since Triple H has taken over, he has set up so many great returns. Yeah. um it's still just a shame wrestling priest bray wyatt we didn't get to see the end of yeah. what that was going because he truly was a character visionary right. and um i think he was one of the best things in wrestling right. going no, the years i had to bring that up about the
0: over exaggerating because of what you said you know and it's 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 just it's all, all over, over. you know okay i get it be excited yeah but and I get why they do it because they want to get fans, they want to get clicks, they wanna get followers. You know, I'm I don't have many followers maybe because I don't I don't scream at the mic and I know something's gonna happen. Again, oh it's I do it because I this is self-care for me. Yeah, I do care about fans and followers. Have, yeah, I'd love to have followers, but you know what? I'll get there someday.
1: I'm not if you're over- doing it the right way, you're not, not breaking or I'm not gonna overreact or fake it. It's not even oh my gosh, there's no yeah. reason to. No. Was it cool, though? Now, fun story with that one. I actually turned off Survivor Series uh-huh. right when I saw the little box on the, mm-hmm. on the end, and they were cheering in the ring. And my TV glitched, and I walked in the other room and spent some time with the wife afterward. Uh-huh. And I came back. I, I, The TV glitches as it was coming off, and I'm like, was, was that cult? No. And then I go come back like an hour later, and my buddy's on my phone. See that box back in WWE? I'm like not okay uh i i have a history with phil um me and him i don't even think he cares about me anymore like years ago our circles met i never really cared for him i tried to get him in midwest training center he was trying to do the mma thing he shunned me off i felt like we could have gotten him a a victory at least in the mma world um and he just disrespected us disrespected the gym traveled all the way from here all the way to milwaukee every day to train it was crazy uh, and then as a wrestler, too, I don't I think it didn't help that uh, when I met him when I was 18, uh, my mom decided to tell him I was going to take his belt from him one day. Oh, so nice, nice. so uh, hopefully he keeps in WWE for a while. What? while I make my way up. There you go. Um, but
0: now, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So before we get I mean, I know this is your this is your show. This is your time. I, I apologize. No, but we did. No, talk, no. You do CM Punk. Um, yeah. Do you feel that was wrong of Triple H? To bring back Randy Orton the way he did, which I think that was right. But you think it overshadowed the point and took away from Randy Orton's moment when CM Punk showed up?
1: Yes, I, I do. Uh, I understand what they were doing in Chicago, I think, because they were teasing what could have been one of them. I uh, He claims it was last minute. I don't believe anything's last minute. I that it wasn't it wasn't a thing until I, everything was speculation. Uh no, there was something in the works. You knew something was in the works. You came, we brought Randy back. Randy looks amazing, does all this cool stuff, uh, helps the victory, and next thing you know, punk comes back at the very end. Like I, I think we could have done this somewhere else in the show. Um, just somewhere different, I think we would have been golden there. But uh, it, yeah, and then have him come out like that, I, I was worried there was going to be a Bray Wyatt situation where the show's ending and then next thing you know, oh, here's your debut return. It's like, come on, dude. But uh, it's it's hard because he didn't, him and Phil weren't together, like friends. They didn't like each other. And Orton was his guy. Like, literally was part of evolution. So yeah. um, I agree with you on that
0: one. So Joe pops in. Really? Okay. You have to work more than one show
1: to make it up. Uh, says the guy that's worked one show with me. Okay, I'm <laughs> pretty sure I've been uh I've been destroying the uh, the indies in the last five months while uh he's come in one time. So yeah. So
0: so who inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Uh,
1: it, Goldberg was the big one. Um, watching Austin. Uh, I've always been attracted. To that dominant mentality uh, of those guys, so the like the guys you would call the alphas of the businesses. I've I've liked that idea. Uh, Surprising, what really gets me going is who's got some of the best promote promos together. Um, those video packages, man, just get me hyped up. And I was always just wanting to to do certain moves on, on buddies and friends and do them actually in front of us like I was working and I have to be careful with this because I was working on doing a sweet shin music to start the MA match. Like legit just blasting the dude right in the face and nice. seeing what happens when I come out of the corner that way and now i got to be careful cuz now i'm trying to do super kicks and i don't want to put out the guy i'm working with nice <laughs> so, nice but uh being the fan being the the hero to kids like goldberg was he was one of my biggest inspirations going in there seeing undertaker and stings uh dedication was huge for me uh austin just being that just level badass oh my god yes all that stuff was cool and then having the charisma like the rock like those guys all inspired me. I was a Hogan fan, surprisingly. Uh, I it tends to get shaken under the rug with me just because of how he was all the time. All right. <laughs> you hear all those stories, like, oh God, I like I like this guy. Yeah. Okay.
0: You, right? okay. <laughs> um, You talked about already about training <laughs> comparison from MMA to w to wrestling. So um, yes. we'll go past that. So can you? I know we talked off air about this, but what's the story behind the wrestling character, the Apex?
1: So Apex, uh, there was another names we were coming up with uh, when we we're doing this, and I own a, a supplement nutrition store called Apex Nutrition. Now, fun story is for my gamer friends out there, uh, I got the name for that uh, wanting to go home and play Apex Legends for the night. Uh, I needed to come up with a name. I said, "Let well, me go play Apex." I'm like, oh, "That's the name." Well, we kept. Going over stuff. I think uh, my my fight nickname it was uh, Doomsday, and it was because I never could be beaten by the same move twice, and I was just so dominant in my weight class uh, that I thought that was a fitting name, and it was gamer tag for years. People called me Doom, so I was like, we rolled with it, and we had a character name with that. And uh, one of the one of the promoters looks at me and goes, uh, Apex Nutrition. He's like, Apex. Is anyone named Apex just Apex by themselves? There's Apex Predator. There's all this other stuff. Has anyone just been called Apex? We sat there. No. Started driving home that night and messaged my message, Hunter Payne. I was like, hey, what do you think about me just going by Apex? Like, I got, I, I already feel like I'm an Apex Predator. I feel like I'm the top guy. Um, you know, my slogan is in a world of alphas, I've become the Apex because everyone's trying to be an alpha male. I don't want to be an alpha male. I want to be the apex. I want to be the dominant one. I want to be the one that everyone fears. And he's like, well, that's the name you want. I like it. Like, I think we roll with that. And then I'm going to show everybody why I earned that name. Nice. And we kept it. And it's it's part of me.
0: Nice, nice. So how do you prefer, prepare physically and mentally for an upcoming match
1: um, going forward? I'm a loner. Um, I like to be, I know, like, uh, you know, in the industry, we have, uh, <laughs> we have uh, sorry, I just thought Joey. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, when you get back, uh, Mr. Bam Bam, uh, we can definitely have a match. and uh, I'll help you out with that uh, that problem you got there. <laughs> um, but uh, I like, to, I, I, I listen to music, I get in, I go into a corner. Um, people used to have to come find me for an MMA match because I was always by myself. Like we were supposed to be hitting mitts, something to warm up. And I did, but I was always in a corner just thinking, you get that look in your eyes. So after I'm done talking with, uh, with who I need to work with for the night, I go ahead and I find that spot. I just listen to my music and just run through the entire entirety of what I want to work on for tonight, how this is going to work out. You know, anything that we've gone over, um, and, uh, it's just it's it's trying to get into that fight mindset while also reminding myself that this is a dance partner, um, not uh, an opponent. Oh, OK, well, I mean, I'm the one that's got to worry about carrying you. You are a little bit bigger than me. So I can see the where This is going to go. Gonna stop. <laughs> uh, um,
0: so what would you consider your biggest win so
1: far in your young Wrestling career. so i uh i got the honor of my debut match being chosen by uh odinson the breaker um he was getting ready to retire from scw and professional wrestling and he did two final matches uh july he did a tag team match and then in june i was his last singles match okay. um uh, i got i debuted that night and um uh, he was the first one to fall to the ripcord spear. It was a big moment for me. Uh, that one, I would say, was one of my favorites. And then there was a great wrestler that was up and coming that came up from Tennessee at SFC, South Wrestling Federation S W F. There we go. Down there in Tennessee, they his name's Goth Knight. He was coming up. He'd just been training for a while. We were around the same time. The match that me and him put together with both of us being so new to the business uh, at WrestleTopia for us, which was our WrestleMania, that was huge for me. Um, it's just it's got to showcase skills of what happens when I'm not in there with another veteran like. Joey Bam Bam down there is talking about carrying me through the match. We carried each other through that match, and it was great. The crowd loved it. Uh, It was definitely a huge moment for me, and then I immediately hopped up on the ropes after that match, and I looked at our general manager, and I demanded a title shot. I think I'd I'd earned it at that point with how many veterans I've gone with um, already. So uh, that would probably be one of my biggest ones. We did have an honorary battle royal that night at WrestleTopia as well where uh, a good friend of ours at the training center who um, we I got to help put him over uh, to get the big victory. And I got to hand him the title. And it, it meant a lot to show him that respect because he, he definitely earned it for me.
0: Right. Well, I didn't mean to disrespect anything like that, but uh, let's go back for a quick second. Go for training school. Where did you train? Who was your trainers? Just quick shout out.
1: I'm at SCW training school down in Mementz. Uh, Illinois, uh, Hunter Payne and James Creed are my two main trainers right now. Uh, they are phenomenal. I learned though from every veteran I go with. Um, and but those two other guys are really putting me through this, and they'll tell you straight up, I don't know how much they're teaching me because they're they, every time they show me something, I, I've got it down so fast and I love it, but at the same time, uh, you know there's certain things i'm still not uh not haven't done yet uh and that includes a lot of top rope work <laughs> awesome. but apex doesn't go to the top rope it just doesn't That's awesome so let's go to the bucket list
0: yes matches you want to have
1: um well uh we got at scw currently we have um The current champion is Aaron Xavier. Um, I know me and him have been talking about possibly colliding sometime soon. Uh, We were supposed to do that in August. Unfortunately, scheduling conflicts got in the way for me to be able to wrestle him in that one. Um, A big one for me, and I'm hoping this will be very soon, and I hope he uh, gets to win the title next month, is James Creed. Um, The man is something else in the ring they call him the Sharpshooter for a reason i've learned a lot from him but at the same time i want to spear him and i want to take the belt from him so that would be my bucket list officially would be me and him for the scw heavyweight championship
0: so apex versus creed for the championship yeah
1: that's a call out that's i don't know
0: creed i don't know if you're listening or watching if you're paying it back but Apex just challenged you to the uh, championship mm-hmm. belt, so you got to win that belt first. He's got to um, win that
1: belt. He's got to so. win that belt. So I hope he does that. Otherwise, also too, according to the stipulations, if he does not, uh, I we have a new boss starting in January. As Terry uh, Terry Allen will have to step down uh, as the SCW president. Um, I think he has to do that anyway to get him the title. But if uh, if Xavier wins, uh, he gets to name our new boss and that's uh that's terrifying (laughs) that's terrifying what promotion would you like to wrestle before it's over um i hey i want to definitely get into nwa um i would love to try them to to get to the uh a weekly episode of content like that they have um billy corgan's build something over there uh they're gonna be considered the big leagues uh like anybody else though before i hang it I'd kill to make it to the big show like AEW or WWE just for one match. I said the same thing when it came to UFC. If I was going to retire, if I only made it there one time, I would success. Success. Because I did not do what most some of these other guys do. I didn't quit my jobs. I didn't quit and give up on everything. I wasn't living out of my car. I don't have those cool stories. I'm a guy that literally worked, sponsored himself, and trained every day to make sure that I can get to that next level. And that's what I'm doing now. I don't have sponsors. I don't have backup. I don't have a manager. It's just Apex. And Apex is doing exactly what he can do. Beat people up. Awesome. What arena would you like to wrestle in for? I would love to fight, take a match, anything in the United Center. House of Jordan built, man. Uh, Place is huge. The amount of people that you can have in there that would just be so. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Is
0: there any memorable, funny behind-the-scenes
1: stories, locker room, or car rides or anything like that? You could say? um I had no idea that a match was going on backstage <laughs> at the last show. Right. Uh, they, the match spilled out into the back. I just randomly started hearing yelling, and I don't know what was going on. And one of the guys, uh, VJ Price, was chasing. A uh, member of Dysfunction Kyle, uh, they were in the middle of a tag team championship match, I guess. It was uh, And they went back there and I had, I was so confused and I was like, what I thought I was going to go in and have to break something up. And at the last second I realized this, they were having a match. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God, nice, I'm so nice. sorry, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know what was going on. I was terrified. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So that was probably one of the funniest, uh, funniest moments we've had so far. In in my short time, that would be it. Uh, a lot of travel. I mean, I live nearby. I haven't had too many travel stories yet. I know when I start venturing out and some other promotions, uh, they've already been in contact with me. I definitely will probably have a little bit more of the fun on-road experience and stories that everyone talks about.
0: So. All right, man. We'll have to have you back on. So <laughs> um advice for up-and-coming MMA fighters and wrestlers. What would you Say the biggest advice you could share with
1: them. Work hard. It's going to be hard. Listen. This is what you have to do. You have to be dedicated. You have to listen. You have to know that you are willing. The opponent has to know you're willing to die to get that victory in MMA. Your partner in the ring needs to know you have their back. So always pay attention. Always listen. And if you're not comfortable with something, say it. Say that you're not comfortable. It'll do wonders because the last thing you want to do is get into a spot. We all saw, and it was not even. I mean, he at least came out and said it when Logan Paul was talking about uh, saving Ray Mysterio and how much praise he was getting. He admitted straight up. He goes, "I was out of position. If you're not ready for stuff like that, don't do it."
0: Right. Well, you. I mean, so Joe said. All joking aside, he wants. He, he you, you are on his bucket list. So that's Ooh. that's a that's a major prop. <laughs>
1: to you. Uh, that's 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 a comment. Joe, you whenever you get back, brother. I'm glad I'd be glad to share the ring with you. We were
0: talking earlier on we were talking about hitting the spot, you know, um
1: the two biggest spots
0: in my opinion of that of the pay-per-view last night was in the women's match
1: where uh Charlotte did a backflip off the top of the cage. <sighs> landed directly on Eno's head with her knee. I'm surprised Eno got up. Right. And then oh. the a tra- the trash can spot. I'm still I look, I mean, I already I, have a thing about falling, uh, but now you're going to tell me to put a trash can on. I don't awesome. see anything and I got to make sure that everyone down there catches me. Whew, that's some bravery on that yes, one. It was yes. really cool. And thank God they all looked out for each other in that spot. Yes, yes, Both yes, those yes. spots, should I say.
0: So how do you handle the balance between your wrestling career and your personal life,
1: especially with the nutrition store that you have? I get yelled at a lot about that. <laughs> um, the nutrition store, owning a business has taken taken over a huge part of my life, but it has allowed me to make connections in all these industries, whether it is wrestling, fighting, um, just uh, the overall fitness level with all these gyms. The balance is not easy. Uh it's kind of good that I've created kind of like an ecosystem around me of being apex nutrition. I am apex, the wrestler. Okay. He, I am an MMA fighter. Okay. I do train people. I try to keep everything consolidated in it's more tougher getting the family involved. Um, when you got two little ones and a wife, that honestly, she's not a huge fan of the stuff. She's my fan. And I, I, my number one fan is her. Um, but, um, you know, getting used to having that that ability, you know, my wife is a huge part of it because she is the reason why I'm able to balance out this life. I mean, we train two days a week. I'll work ten to seven at the store on a Tuesday, hop in my car, drive to wrestling. I don't come home till like 1 o'clock and I've just been gone for 14 hours a day, and she's got a two-year-old and a five-year-old oh, that is right. running her wild <laughs> at those moments. And the kids love coming to the shows. I mean, my daughter, sitting her down, telling her it's a show, uh, that helped out a lot. It was my son, and he's weird. Uh, I had this the the powerhouse that is Logan Steele uh, from POW and, and now SCW with us. I wrestled him uh, back in July was my second match. He's a 300-pound guy. I, I couldn't do much on him. My son is excited, yelling daddy, daddy, as I'm getting thrown around by this guy, right? (laughs) I then wrestle another guy that's my size later in the night, and he's screaming and crying like I'm getting murdered. I'm like, I'm like, this kid enjoys watching me get thrown around by a guy three times my size, but apparently is fearful of anyone my size. Okay, that's interesting to go by. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. nice. I'm like, oh man, he's finally just cheering at all the matches, which is great. But the balance is difficult, guys. Uh, it, It really is out there. You, you have to figure out there's not many people that hold full time jobs consistently and able to do this regularly. Some of these guys work hours, but then they take like 10, 10 bookings, like three to four a weekend. And I, I'm, I'm happy with my one to two a month if I got them. So uh, it allows me to stay fresh, too.
0: Absolutely. So what are your thoughts that are changing that landscape of professional wrestling, including the rise of independent promotions and the influence of the social media?
1: Uh, I love the fact that people are out there able to get out there more. Uh, you're seeing a lot more independent wrestling. And that's and as I told you earlier, how I did no idea these places were nearby me. It was because of social media being so popular, having some of these other guys coming out there. There's guys I knew that are professional wrestlers that I'd even I've known them for years and they didn't even tell me. I was like, I'm a fan. Are you serious? Like I love wrestling. Like, why isn't anybody talking to me about this? So it it has a huge benefit. Until you get in the level of when now it's becoming a clout chasing thing. Um, and then that's where I, I have more of an issue with it. Uh, Cause then some of the stuff that people do tend to give others of the sport a bad taste in their mouth. And we want to protect the sport. We want it to look cool. We want people to want to do it. And we want to bring in all this new talent and get them out there. But at the same time, it, you got to be careful on what's being put out there and how things are being done. I've seen some wrestlers right now that are popping up on social media and, uh, to be honest, they, uh, they're doing moves. I'm like, why did you do all that? That, right. that was completely unnecessary to get to that move. Right, right. Yeah. I don't get it. Yes.
0: Yeah. So I've told you earlier before we started um, that I have a foster parent and I care for eight kids. Yes. <laughs> so of course you can tell, I mean, I don't keep this hobby a secret. They all, I talk about my podcast all the time. So they said, Hey, can we ask them some questions? I said, sure. Of course. So the same questions. I'm sure if you watch the show, you've heard the show you've heard the questions before.
1: So what's your favorite movie? Warrior. All time favorite. Favorite TV show. Current or current. Current, yeah. Um let's see here. My honestly, it is Yellowstone. Yeah, I can't wait till that show comes back. It's only going to be one more season, and then again, I can do the spinoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same show, but just without Costner. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah, crazy. So, books. Do you enjoy reading books? Uh, not as much. I'm currently reading Goldberg's autobiography again, because last time I did it was as a kid. Uh, the Halo series was probably one of the only series I've ever gone all the way through just because so much backstory. And it's one of my all time favorite video games. Uh, no. that, I mean, that blew up when I was a kid. So
0: That's interesting because my
1: next question was video games. What's your favorite video game? Uh, Apex Legends is my current video game. My favorite all time franchise would be Halo. Now, Do you stream all the time playing games? I do not stream. I keep telling myself I'm going to get started. I actually got this cool computer. We got the dual monitors now set up. I got the camera. I just don't. I've never been actually like really good enough, I feel, uh, on a play side. But when me and my buddy get together and we play, either we're doing very good at the game or we are just having a great time. Uh, We have done. I have appeared on some of his streams and became fan favorites uh, playing Dead by Daylight, where I'm just crying in fear uh, when Nemesis walks in the room and the game just starts. <laughs> like, I, I was like, what do you mean he's right here? And that scared the crap
0: out of me. My, uh, my son is uh, son. My son Cody is a big gamer. He's classic native on all platforms. You know?
1: Okay. So check him out.
0: Yeah. Check uh, okay.
1: Class, classic native out. I will definitely. Favorite food? Uh, pizza is one of my biggest, that's my biggest cheat food. Honestly, I can eat chicken and steak though all day. I don't care when they bought non-bodybuilders say, how do you just eat steak, a chicken all day? I could eat it in every meal. Does pineapple belong on pizza? It does not, but I will love pineapple though.
0: Right. Uh, favorite cartoon?
1: Um... I watch a lot of anime, so I guess we'll go with that. Uh, Right now, it's One Piece, but DBZ has definitely been one of my favorites. Awesome. So do you acknowledge the Tribal Chief? I do, and uh, fun story is I acknowledge him so much that my current fantasy team for football this year is called Acknowledge Your Daddy. And every week that I win, and I had nine straight victories to start the year off, I send every opponent... The the uh, gif of acknowledge me. <laughs> okay. Your college football pl- team or? or uh... I do not watch enough college. I'm a diehard Bears fan. Um, I I I was shocked yesterday. I think yeah, yesterday I was watching Ohio State Michigan. I was shocked. Go blue! I'm a Michigan <laughs> fan. I I mean, Michigan was more of my team. I didn't. My buddy, it turns out that I worked with. Uh, at Amazon, he was an Ohio State fan. I had no idea, so we drafted Justin Fields. He lost his mind. I lost his mind because the Bears drafted a quarterback. Right. So I was just excited. All right.
0: Well, I'm a Detroit Lions fan. I'm so sorry that they beat you guys uh, a couple
1: weeks hey, ago. It, it is what it is. That's just I, one that more reason to game. fire my coaching. They got to go. Yeah. Um, I, I always tell everybody every year, the Lions are going to shock people, and finally they're doing it. That's right.
0: So future goals, man. If you uh, how has your wrestling career impacted the? Um, I'm sorry, no. Do you have any dream opponents you want to fight above all? Ball? Like, uh, do you want to go Sting?
1: Do You want? I want to step in the ring of Punk. <laughs> I I really I I really want to step in the ring with him. So I hope he sticks around a little bit longer this time than he has in the last few times. Uh, I I'm ready to finally have me and him have that conversation face to face. And uh, I'm ready to put on a show with him and uh, earn the respect that I feel I deserve from him. Okay.
0: So let's talk about fans. So how important are the fans to you at a, at an event, at a meet and greet, wherever?
1: I couldn't do this without them. Um, I feed off the crowd. I did it in MMA. I, I still do it now. And I think that's why a lot of people said that I look so natural in a wrestling ring compared to the MMA cage. And it's because I get to interact with the fans more. I get to have fun. I love coming out for intermission Uh, at WrestleTopia was the first time everyone was coming up to me for autographs and pictures. Um, It, you know, my family's there and they just kept like, hey, we got to back up like (laughs) every single time. And I had so many people come I'm like, you do not have to apologize. Come on over here. It's all good. Uh, The one thing I definitely need to get them is merchandise. I've had so many fans come up to me and say, when are you making shirts? When are you getting stuff? Uh, I am working on it. It is just something difficult for me to come up with when I'm not great at graphic design. Uh, but I have the ideas in my head. So once those happen, uh, all my fans will be able to get my shirts. but uh, I I feed off them. That's they awesome, help man. give me energy. That's awesome. So
0: is there any memorable moment with interaction between a fan during a match or even or whatever?
1: Um, so, it wasn't directly with me, uh, but uh, grandma, uh, Apex's grandma, uh, went at Scott Spade and the Torture Killers after our last match. Uh, unfortunately, after reviewing the tape, I was hit in the head with a steel chain. Um, so I guess Spade realized that he was not going to get the best of me that night. and The young, new young buck was going to take that victory, so he had to cheat. And uh, my grandmother took a... Uh, Took it personally and uh, tried to storm the ring and uh, assist me. So uh, there have been calls for Grandma to tag with me coming up nice, <laughs> to nice. save that. So that was one of the coolest fan interactions out there. Uh, I do also get a lot, and it makes me laugh, and I give it all time. I've had so many fans at every wrestling show I go to go. Are you Orange Cassidy? Wow. Like are you serious? <laughs> like I, after a while, I was like, dude, some people are messing with me. And then everyone starts looking at me at different shows. Like, dude, you do look like large cast. I got you, gotta do, you just like, go like that. Yeah. get the thumbs up. I stick the, my hands in the pockets. I just got to wear the glasses. I mean, if I want, I have an instant Halloween costume,
0: right? There you now. go. There you go. Must be right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so MMA wrestling. So you could, I mean, we've talked about the differences between those. What is the misconception of the business that makes people question If what you
1: guys do is fake? Um, The fact that they think it's fake. This stuff hurts. It takes a lot of training to get to this level. I hate the term that it's fake. There's nothing fake. There is a difference between a work move and a not work move. I have learned and I'm still learning on how to work strike in wrestling compared to knocking out the guy I'm supposed to be working with. It is a crazy thing where I get nervous. I had one guy in training with me. I pulled the punch. I opened the hand. I caught him on the side of his jaw, and his jaw hurt for three weeks. I have been traumatized since that moment, and I even told him, I go, I pulled that punch. And he goes, that's the scary part. <laughs> I'm like, yes. So it's you got to realize that we're learn, we teach each other how to do this to make it look cool, but doesn't make it fake. It's definitely real. I, so many of these weapons, I thought I was like, okay, so there's a there's a different one we hit each other with with this chair, right? Mm-hmm. No. What do you what do you what do you mean? There's not there's not a work chair? No, there's not a work chair. That's a real steel fucking chair. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, okay yeah. um that's interesting to know. So yeah guys like I, I got slammed so hard I think uh, I, I was pissing blood this past weekend at the last show for luckily only for five hours but uh, it's it's not it's not fake. <laughs> it yeah. definitely is just trained on how to do it safely. We were
0: talking earlier with uh, even Joe was on a con- in the podcast we were talking on um, with sin and we we're talking about survivor series and the topic of Gunther came up with his chops.
1: Oh, so when you get to know me, that is the one thing I hate. These guys see it um, all the time, like my face. That's probably the one time... I think I've ever really broken any character is getting chopped. Now, the good thing is I only do that in training, but I hate being chopped and I see him being chopped. I don't know. It's something to do with an open hand. I would rather get punched in the face repetitively with a closed fist than get chopped across the chest or get smacked. It's something about it. It bugs me. I don't like it uh but it's part of the business and i mean i've had my chest is bright red in the middle of a match with dorado because he's got me with three good ones um i i don't know if i can handle a gunther chop at this point in my career i feel (laughs) like that would be something i have to really build up to and thank god i've got some time
0: (laughs) right on right on so this is probably one of my favorite questions um to ask um how important is brotherhood in the business of professional wrestling? And what does brotherhood mean to you?
1: It means a lot. Um, This, when you're with people for as long as you are, when it comes to training or working or being on the road, it's very important that that group acts like a family. Um, My MTC family for fighting, they have still had my back throughout this. I get messages all the time. even though I haven't been up there with them all year. Um, And they're messaging me, watching my stuff like, dude, you look like you belong. This is awesome. If anyone's going to make it, it's you. And I'm just like, dude, like I haven't even talked to you in six months. So I appreciate it when, you know, you lose friends and you lose other aspects of family life when you are on the road doing this, when you're constantly training. They're the only people you're around more than your own family. I think I'm like a third of the time I'm with my wife, two thirds of the time I'm with these guys. So it's very important because at the same time, you want that that family dynamic. You want to trust each other. You want to be competitive with each other. Uh, and you have to know that you're safe with that person in the ring. And the only way to develop that is through of that family dynamic because they're going to watch your back just like you're going to watch theirs. Um, so it, it's very important to me uh, because that's one of the reasons why I was in sports like this is to have that constant camaraderie and uh, without it, I know I'll miss it.
0: Second part of the question is what does it mean to, to you by the words, pay your dues back to the
1: business, helping out whenever you can teaching. Um, I, I got to pay a lot of those dues in MMA to where, when I came back being gone, I was now the veteran. And it was weird because all the guys that were there before me that taught me and helped me were all long gone. They either retired, they moved on, they're doing whatever they're doing. And I kept coming back. So I got to now pass my knowledge on to the next person. Um, When it comes into the business itself, I always, even though I'm new, I tend to lead. And I like to be a a locker room leader. And it's making sure everybody is helping with ring. I missed that show in, in August to be able to wrestle um and i i still showed up though to help set up the ring it was like i thought you weren't gonna be here i was like "Nah, no, i'm coming for this guys i'm not gonna leave you out for here i gotta where i gotta go i gotta leave it a little bit but i'm at least gonna help you out with this and the fact uh most of the guys said they respected me more for that uh it changed everything compared to just not showing up at all and not giving a damn about what they're doing um I, I i learned everything i can because you never know when you're going to have to step up and be that way. So, uh, pay your dues, show your respect, learn what you can, to pay it forward. Um, it's it's just it's part of the business. It's, it's how you gain that respect and that traction uh, everywhere you go. I um uh, I uh cover a
0: uh, independent wrestling scene over down here in uh, Panama City Beach called XIW. Mm. Um, and I've been to the show early to set up the podcast booth, etc. And you see guys like the big guys, Damian Wayne, Jackson Slade, Vordell Walker, Adrian Whisper, um, everybody, all the. Those guys come and guess who's setting up, setting up the ring? Those guys are. Yep. They get there at the show's at five in the afternoon. They're there at 11.
1: Yep. Same thing for us. And they, and they, stay, till one
0: they stay one o'clock in the morning, tear it down, you know. So, and. They they thrive on it, and then it gets them. You know that. So that's why I got a kind of an understanding about paid and dues and stuff like that. So we reached our hour. Um, I got one last question. This is your time. Yes. Um, Apex, tell. Is there anything else you would like to tell the HPWP fans, or your fans, or your or your future competitors? It's your time share tell us where you we can find you tell us what's how what you what you have planned next and if you have to um throw out warning shots throw them out and then i'll (laughs) play an exit song but don't leave the um area stay with me okay
1: all right so um guys as he said i am apex you can find me with scw southland championship wrestling follow us on youtube follow us on facebook constant updates we have weekly videos going out that's where you can watch all my matches currently uh i'm hoping to be working with pow wrestling as well this year they were the next company that have reached out to me also love the trial for nwa um now that they got territories coming hopefully they'll bring bring in one nearby soon so i do have a lot of plans to expand more after this first year of learning the business uh with scw and God, man, I couldn't have landed in a better place to learn this stuff. Uh, these guys really do care about you, and they really do figure it out. So if you are interested in professional wrestling, uh, hit me up uh, on our social medias. I'm uh, The Apex on Facebook. Otherwise, it's Pro Wrestler Apex on Instagram, guys. I, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, but we would love other wrestlers coming on in. My biggest thing is that this, this indie scene, everyone needs to understand That I am the top of the food chain for a reason. I came into this business. I created a move that no one's ever done before, that no one's ever seen, that no one even thought was possible because of the way it was described. And it's high impact and I can hit it on anybody and I can hit it out of nowhere. So be prepared for that. Every SCW champion, you're on notice. Pow, when I get there, the same thing goes for you guys. I am the top of the food chain for a reason. Keep being the alphas you think you are, and at the end of the day, you're just prey.
0: Let's, oh, let's go, Joe Hager Haglin says in your dreams. Well, Christian Rose would kill you. So I'll let you answer that, and then then we'll. Uh, close I, the guess, show. I guess
1: I guess I got to call out Christian Rose then. And uh, show a little Joey Bam Bam there that he's wrong, and uh, the good thing about my dreams is they always seem to come true. So I guess it is in my dreams. Huge box Wrestling fans,
0: you heard it from the top of the food chain apex. Thank you for coming on. Um thank you for having me. That was a great time with you. Um, thank you for all the information. Um, that was good, awesome stuff. Thank you, Huge spot Wrestling podcast. The people that are online still with me. Please hit the subscribe and follow button help build the community keep in contact with uh what uh his pop is doing and um there's lots to come so uh thank you guys thank you apex and uh we love you guys all my dogs
1: make some noise up in this house in the house Who is in the house it's the gangster of destruction so you know what's going down and when the drive-by's coming then you better hit the grind cause when your body hits the canvas then your head is who is in the house, who is in the house? It's a gangster of destruction so you know what's going down And when the drive-by coming, then you better hit the grind when your body hits the canvas, then your are is not like Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with the devil Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level Fight with Adrian Whisper, it's like a fight with a king It's like a fight with the Norway, they got the tanks and everything He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving your cripple Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle S- Take a deep S- free Ass with a or a music embedded in the back of your skull. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction. So you know it's going down. And when the dry fires coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction. So you know what's going down. And when the dry fires coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause